Um, there are just too many. Okay, did we talk about unfuck your habitat? I've, you've mentioned it to me before, yeah. Yeah, this woman uh, suffering from depression and trying not to drown in depression settings kind of crawled her way out of getting her life together mm. and started a Tumblr with these really basic things that she was trying to do. Is that where that video you sent me came from? No, I don't know where that came from. She wouldn't co-sign on any of that. It's way too complicated for our kind. Mm. Um, she doesn't believe in projects. Interesting. She believes in just not drowning. Okay. Um, I, I feel like there's the belief that projects keep you from drowning. Activity. Not those kind in the tweet thing I sent you. Mm. Like cutting open milk cartons and no. Right. Like all those little plastic bags. Mm-hmm. She would say, throw them shits away. You need like two of them. <laughs> you don't need a project to help you know where to put your, it's just another thing. Clearly and this she's right. a black woman. She's not. Yep. No, okay. she's not. That's why. Um, we we save bags. We shouldn't. Why? For the very same reasons that I threw away a lot of bags today. It's environmentally friendly if you're using them. Yeah, well, it depends on every rule is not for every person. Sure. So I, unfortunately, because of my isms, can't follow a lot of black folk stuff. Like I'm never going to have a recyclable thing of grease on my stove. That's something that we do because we save grease because it's expensive. Right. I also don't use grease to that extent, but I'm not doing that. It's a lot of things I have to let go of. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is storing and saving. Um, I just can't. I can't. I can't do it. We had, uh, I stopped counting at like 110. We had about 110 shopping bags okay, in that that's, closet. That's a lot. That's excessive. And it's just not necessary. Also, I feel like those usually end up in a drawer or someplace more functional, like under the Of sink, course. You need you 10 at a time. That's it. Yeah. How many times do you remember to take bags with you to the store? Because that's what they're for. No, for me, they're always... For messy trade. trash. Yeah. Yes, for messy trash. But you should be trying to like get the, out of that, like, too. Like chicken skins and Yeah, blah, but blah. you should be trying to get away from that, too, because that's not really environmentally friendly. You should be figuring out, you know, newspaper for that. Which is biodegradable. Mm. Um, I think it's the reusing of the thing that. Correct. But you can even, right. you know, use it less mm-hmm. if you're using it. Um, I don't know so. why I went to chicken skin. I don't either. That but that's a- definitely <laughs> a thing you don't want to just throw in the trash. Right. Um, even though you can, but that's another thing that mm. black folks are not doing. So. Um, Actually, I'm bad. I, I've had times where I would take the byproducts, whatever I was cooking put it in the plastic bag, tie it off, and then put that in the trash can, which... You're not supposed to do that? No, I mean, but it's not environmentally environmentally friendly, except for reusing... Is it less bag. so if you throw that bag in the garbage? It's still going in the trash, whether you put it in the big bag or you put it directly in. It's That's still fair. going yeah. in the trash. That's true. Um, Let me live in my myth of being green. Right. Let me pretend. Yeah. Um, so this woman started to do before and afters and encouraged people to send her before and afters. Before and after what exactly? Uh, cleaning up. Okay. So it would be like, today we're going to clean up a corner. Everybody has a corner. Mm-hmm. There's our corner. Mm-hmm. Clean up the corner. Don't clean up your room. Don't clean up your house. Mm-hmm. Just do the corner. And people would post photos of mm. that corner and their progress. The only problem I've had with that personally, whether it's like I'm going to clean up part of the room or clean up this one room or whatever else, I feel like all I'm doing is literally moving the mess from one corner 
to another corner. Well, she talks about that and she talks about how not to do that mm. and how cleaning a corner is often throwing everything away. Right. Because the stuff that's been in that corner for a month is there for a reason. Is there for a reason. So it's either got to get tossed or it needs to get go where it's supposed to be. Right. Um so the one thing she suggests which really saved my life, not saved my life, but I really still use today is 4515s and 2010s. She, like me, a writing coach does not believe in marathons. So if you tell her I clean for five hours this weekend, she's going to be like, that was a waste because that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to keep that up. Even in terms of getting back to zero to do the no. 4515 or whatever. Nope. You get back to zero by doing 4515s and no more than two of them in a day. So sorry, that's 45, 15 45 minutes, minutes cleaning, 15 minutes resting. Okay. 45 cleaning, 15 resting. Or 20 minutes cleaning, 10 minutes, 10 minutes resting. I feel like that's sort of what most folks end up doing anyway because they're doing some cleaning and then they're watching a show and they'll sit down and get caught up in the show and then go back Not to the thing. Some people like to marathon. Mm-hmm. Most people marathon when they say, I'm going to clean the house this weekend. Mm-hmm. They don't take breaks and they get super, 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 super overwhelmed. Yeah, I was the king of finding the TBS movie and they ended up cleaning up during like commercial breaks or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was doing more like a 1545 right. at that point. Which is also fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I was of the mind that it was ridiculous to even try to get, I would look around my house and say 45, 15s. And you say only do two or three in a day. Cause you might get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. This house is never going to be clean. So one day I decided to just do what she said, do I did a 40, I did two 45, 15s mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And it took me two weeks for my house to be at ground zero. So, no, not ground zero. Weeks. Not ground zero, but <laughs> no, I got you. Um, back at one. So I, so I think the part where I imagine getting overwhelmed is you're doing the 45-15, 45-15, and this thing is getting cleaner and cleaner, but you still have to maintain the thing that you cleaned as you're progressing on cleaning the Correct. other things. Of course. And that's where I think I always end up getting lost, mm-hmm. is the maintenance of the thing. While the other thing is getting well, squared away. the maintenance of the thing is about what you did with it. Because, again, if it got thrown away, it shouldn't be jumping back out the trash. Right. And if it got put away, it shouldn't be jumping out of whatever. Because typically with me, when I start cleaning, everything explodes. It gets, be- it gets worse before it gets better. Right. Everything that's, explodes that's and then I pull it back in. Yeah, correct. So it took two weeks to get back to one. Mm-hmm. And I was able to maintain that for a long time. But only because I did it super slowly. Just like with writing, and I mm. tell people all the time, I don't care that you wrote 10,000 words this weekend. That's not sustainable. One of the things that you said during your last live that, I don't know if relief is the word, but maybe it is. Um, you were saying that, for, and your live was for folks who typically don't work from home. Right. In the midst and of being are. on lockdown and being mm-hmm. forced to do the things, is the idea that when you work from home, your home's not going to be neat by right. default. That wasn't my live. That was a post I wrote. On that was a post? Mm-hmm. Okay. There was just that idea because mm-hmm. um, our home is typically our respite mm-hmm. and we want it to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But now it's, in a lot of ways, not that thing. Not really. I mean, it's not as um, bad as it could be. For us, you mean? Yeah. Um, We're super lucky. Well, yeah, but we've also worked from home for... A no, long time. For duration, for sure. Um, 
I, I worked from home before we met, and I received done it forever as well. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who hasn't, to see your place go from manageable to y'all better stop cleaning up. Right. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. You'll never get any work done, especially if you have kids. Right. Especially if you have kids. I mean, my plan today was to edit the couple episodes that I wanted to put out for the last two days, um, get them up, and clean up up here. Mm-hmm. I got the editing done. I started folding some things, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. Next I know, my progress went to building a fort Correct. <laughs> where I made the progress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of is what it a is. A fort is short for fortress. I mm-hmm. can't hear myself. You can't? Not really. I know I'm annoying. Um, you love me. Where are you? So I twisted my neck. Where I sit, where my computer now it? is, it's a little loud. That's good. That's good. I mean. I, so no, so here's what happens. So here's what happens. I don't touch this button yeah. the whole time. Okay. You say you're low. Yes. I turn you up. Yes. And I drop back down to where I was. Mm-hmm. And you say that's good. This is definitely not where you are. Or maybe it is. Does it slide? No, this itself? is up here. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <coughs> I don't know. There's no um, sliding happening. Maybe I need a hair. More? Yeah. A little hair. Oh, I just that. like to sound loud in my headphones. Is that that's, a thing? That's fine. That's it's, fine. it's the fact that that's every good. time we go on, it's like somehow you think it's at a different level when it's never been touched. Whatever. Um, where I'm sitting now, also not sustainable. Where my computer is, I like where it is because I can see outside mm-hmm. and blah, blah. I but think you have the most sustainable spot. I don't. Not for my body because... Oh, because of the chair? The chair and then like... I sit sort of catty corner Mm -hmm. and I look around and now my neck is all jammed up. Right. Because the thing is, too, um, you're sitting at a flush wall. Correct. Looking out the window. There's no place to put your legs to be close to the computer. Mm -mm. So like you say, that's why and that's why I stand, Um, which Which I don't know if it's sustainable for most folks. My knee is not sustainable for standing. Mm. It's not good. And I think uh, I'm going to find the brace. I think the brace being lost is part of this whole I wouldn't be surprised if it was in a corner. It's not in that corner. I mean, it's I've been somewhere. trying to wash three loads of clothes for like a month. Right. And I can't blame that on the pandemic because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just So here's the, here's the myth of having a washing machine in your apartment. I mean. You think you're going to wash more clothes. Think, but, but you're not. You're not. So the, the apartment that I was in upstairs. Um, had the tiny all-in-one. Had an all-in-one. And I thought that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. It can do t-shirts. I have a washer and a, a dryer in my apartment, like in my bathroom. Right. Um, what, you know, no going up and down the steps from the third floor to the basement and da 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 and whatever. Um, and then I realized that, A, you can fit one towel in there. Right. And then, B, that one towel is going to take seven hours to dry. So it definitely came in handy for, like, little quick things. Right. But you still had to go down the hall. I had to go down the hall, which was still, even just walking down the hall, and there's like four machines and mm-hmm. super convenient, whatever. You actually have more. You have a lot more. I think it's like seven machines. Whatever it is, it's plenty no. of machines. Mm-mm. It's three machines. It is? Three washers mm-hmm. and like four or five drivers, dryers, but there's one on every floor. Except what ends up happening is, so your, this building is interesting. Um, most um, apartment complexes like this are vertical. Right. So we're horizontal. Right. So most of them, you know, 15, 20 floors. Right. This has seven. That kind of penthouse. Seven, but th- three, four, five, six, seven. Seven in the penthouse. Seven right. in the penthouse. Same number of units, but you have to walk down this. The a whole, mile long hallway. The hallway, I would venture to say, is a smooth quarter mile mm-hmm. from end to end. 
sure. So you can be on the floor yep. and your laundromat is a quarter mile away. Correct. Maybe half a mile if you have to turn a corner. Correct. Because there's only one per floor, right? One per floor. Yeah. So your you can your your laundromat could be a half mile away mm-hmm. from your apartment mm-hmm. on your floor. Walking. Right. Which mm-hmm. is not convenient. And you could get there and realize they're awful, which right. has never happened in four years of me being here. But so yeah, because they're but yeah, but even with them being empty, it's not exactly convenient. Strangely enough, or maybe not strangely enough, but a lot of people here still send out their laundry. Um, I don't get that. Washcloth. I did it for a long time because washing your clothes still takes time. Mm, period. Right. Hours. And I mean, um, the ex told me she had a bunch of laundry to take in because she doesn't have a washer where she is. Mm. And she decided, like, I don't have time. Yeah. I'm going to treat myself. Of course. I'm going to do the fluff and fold. Yep. I think she took in. Why is she taking it in? They pick it up. I think she was just en route and doing the oh, thing. Okay. So she took it in. And she might if she had 13 pounds of laundry or whatever, she was expecting, you know, I'm going to have to pay $30 or whatever else. They bring her up for 15 bucks. Yep. I'm like, it would have cost you that much to stand there and do it yourself. Of course. And your time is valuable. Right. So, I mean, I've become very obnoxious. Oh, so it wasn't the headphones. It was me not talking into the mic. Mm. We'll, we will train you. Boop. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> because... Sometimes I mess around with it and then I turn it around and I don't really mm-hmm. boop. Anyway, um, I've become obnoxious ever since I figured out what my hourly rate is because when you apply that to everything, right. you realize like, okay, if this is what I'm worth, mm-hmm. then that right there is worth more money to have someone else do it right. than for me to do it. If you're doing... And I definitely make too much money to wash my own clothes. If, if your hourly, uh-uh. hourly rate is $25 and you're mm-hmm. doing a $10 t- task, correct. what are you doing? It's fine. Right. right. But, so, it, but it works counter to what you're trying to accomplish. Correct. So sometimes I try to... That's also just a way for me to justify it when I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, so far um, it's worked. I mean... So where I am now with the laundry, I don't know. How do we go from like... And then that time, <laughs> spun you around your head. We're literally talking about cleaning and laundry. This <laughs> is what we the, do now? It's the hour. It's the time. Oh, my God. And it's, it's a, also the fact that. that like, he, we, we've said worse with them downstairs. So it's not even that. I think true. it's the hour. Um, am I putting out that episode? Um, I'm only like 15 minutes in. Okay. What's your inclination so far? Hell fucking no. Are you kidding me? So. It was like all good mm-hmm. and slightly spicy. And then all of a sudden I say. Yeah, you were like, oh, so 1989, you're having sex. And I was like, I wasn't having sex in 1989. I was sucking all the dick, though. And it was just right. downhill from there. Yeah, so that's the, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That may come out in the archives one day. Behind the paywall. When we, when we don't care anymore. Um, So I was thinking over the last couple of days, I, I think I had this conversation with you for about 30 seconds. Um, in the midst of all the Corona stuff and everything, um, with public services shutting down mm-hmm. and all, and restaurants and bars, and all that stuff. I was thinking back to when I was living in the shelter a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and the way the shelter worked was it opened at 6 PM <clears throat> and you had to be out by 8 PM and, and it shut down the rest of the day. Wait, so you could only be in there for two hours? You mean 8 AM? 8 AM, excuse me. Okay. Um, so basically, you, you and as long as you went back each night, you had your bed. If you missed a night, it's not yours anymore. It's not yours anymore. Um, 
So for me, I relied on cafes, the library, um, all these different things to have a place to sit down and spend the day or do whatever I had to do. Right. And if that were you now, none of those things. <laughs> like I can't open. imagine like, yeah, with no library, cafes, well, assuming, restaurants also being closed. I'm not sure what I I'm would do. I'm assuming they would probably keep them open. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not because this was the the shelter is run by was run by a charity mm-hmm. and charities only have a certain amount of money for staffing right and all the things that go along i with believe it. in cuomo okay cuomo would fix it <laughs> cuomo would give them the money to keep people i'm assuming you were in new york no i was in montclair oh yeah i didn't even know that mm-hmm. i was here i believe in bill murphy he would have given them the emergency funds needed to stay open. Because, but has, but has because, because, well, we don't know, but you can't, I mean, I'm really fascinated by what that looks like right now because, and you should probably write about this, mm-hmm. um, but you're thinking about this and trying to figure out what this looks like and mm-hmm. maybe figure out what is the deal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have a shelter in place, if he's saying you have to go, you have to stay inside. Right. And you don't have it inside. What are you supposed to do? Right. Because, uh, and that, yeah, I guess it also goes to them being essential, uh, the staff being essential employees so they can travel back and forth right. what they had to do. Because I remember um, there'd be certain holidays, um, whether it's, let's say it was Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. whatever it is, everything's closed. Right. I remember one day during the winter, and I don't, can't remember what holiday it was. It wasn't Christmas. Um, I, I accidentally had my GPS on or whatever on my phone. And because everything was closed, I was just walking around. I didn't have anything, place to do or go. I walked 12 miles that day mm. just trying to find whatever. And it was snowy and all mm-hmm, the things. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to pass it. I'm taking pictures, um, whatever. And with that, I remember, realized, I thought it became, uh, what am I trying to say? The biggest lesson of that time period for me was sitting down is expensive. Being still is expensive. Um, whether it's the cafe, you got to buy a coffee. Then you got to buy a coffee. Library, not so much. Library was the the safe haven. That was the best spot. And I didn't realize at the time, but at least not initially, but I would go to the library and half of my bunkies were just sitting in the corner of the library because there was nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Like my first podcast I created myself, I created in the library and the way I did it was um, because I couldn't record and didn't have a mic or anything handy. I was writing, <clears throat> I was writing stories, and I was having them um, transcribed on a text-to-speech mm-hmm. app, and I was posting those mm-hmm. as a means to do something creative and pass the time. Mm-hmm. And that's while dealing with unemployment and all the other stuff and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. So for this, and imagine doing this like back to back to back days of not knowing what's going to happen from day to day. Right. We talk a lot about um, this levels of homelessness, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. They're the folks who, like we talked about New York Penn, <coughs> which I've slept there a couple nights as well, mm. um, who are just, they're going to get rousted out of New York Penn at some point. I, well, they do that anyway, but with the, or not. With the virus. No, they, they do. I mean, oh, they may leave them alone, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that goes to the foresight and the compassion of the powers that be. It's hard to tell, um, but um, 
in that space. I mean, it hits, when it, I that's say, what it was. We were having a conversation before about um, there was a survey that said I think seventy five percent of Americans have somehow been affected by the coronavirus mm-hmm. in terms of change of lifestyle, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, who are these twenty five percent that hasn't it hasn't touched them at all? And I'm thinking like rural spaces and mm-hmm. you know my neighbor is three miles down the road that mm-hmm. kind of thing but then you mentioned like well you know the folks who are living on the street there they are already they're like the last in line of being they're also six feet away from people right or they're not because or not i can tell as a matter of fact when i did have to spend nights in newark Penn, i fell asleep on a bench and i was by myself mm-hmm. by the time i woke up there's a, a whole there's a line of dudes on all the benches mm-hmm. that same day i think i got like not the flu but something worse than the cold mm-hmm. i was sick mm-hmm. so in terms of spreading right it, that happens really quickly too mm-hmm. so the one when you say levels you're actually someone who made me think about because i always think of levels too i always think of like well there's people who are this mm-hmm. but that's not the same as people who are this right. and i remember telling you almost jokingly about how when I was working at Billboard, my first job, um, I lived in Brooklyn. I had two, three roommates, one of whom I never met. And they all moved out at the same time. And I didn't have the money to pay. You know, my $300 wasn't going to do it. Um, landlord kicked me out. <clears throat> I refused to go back home. Mm-hmm. Because back then, believe it or not, watch testing change didn't work. And um, I wouldn't have had a way to get to work. Right. So I boxed up all my stuff, me and my friend Ukachi. I moved by taxi to Billboard. I put all my stuff there. Mm-hmm. And I slept in, under my cubicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I would sleep at a friend's house or whatever, but I definitely got the sense that I could wear my wear out the welcome quickly. Sure. So it would be like one night, take a shower or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the time I slept on my desk. So when I told you about that, it's always been like my war story. Right. Like, oh, I used to have to... And I always thought like, but that's not really homeless. I wasn't really homeless. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying, but you were. And I said, well, no, because if I really wanted to, I could have gone to my parents in right. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And you were like, but then you wouldn't have been able to get to work. Right. So you really couldn't have done that if right. you wanted to keep your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, that's true, but I could have, or I should have, or I, and the truth is that was homelessness, but it didn't, I guess because I didn't feel like I was sacrificing, it didn't feel like I was legitimately homeless. Like I would never in a million years say in 1999, I was homeless. Mm -hmm. Never. I would never use those words because I think it's disrespectful to people who, um, would see my life situation at that time differently right which but even then as it, it's it, however somebody would justify saying that you weren't homeless it's still not accurate i know um but i you, mean like if you don't have a home by right. whatever, whatever means that happens to be if you if you make whatever you're making you're making a salary at the source and it was a presumably a livable wage well actually i wasn't at the source i was at billboard and billboard, i was making eighteen thousand dollars an hour i was making nothing. oh wow you should have had only no Eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand dollars a year. A year. Which and even then, that mm-hmm. was nothing. That was absolutely nothing. I could not get an apartment. Sure. Making that kind of money in New York. Absolutely not, mm-hmm. or New Jersey for that matter. Right. Um, um. It was really tough. Like I definitely felt a little pinch of the, like, ooh, this could go really left in mm-hmm. a minute. 
Um, I think at that time, I still had enough friends who would have to begrudgingly take me in Mm -hmm. that would not do it now or as a full grown adult would just be like, even you gotta go. Even drilling down further, I remember thinking about the levels of things because um, I used to joke that I was looked, I was new homeless Mm -hmm. is what I would call it. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to panhandle, I couldn't. Right. Definitely because not. Because they'll be like, what are you doing? I have on a $300 leather jacket. Mm-hmm. I have the newest cell phone. Mm-hmm. The laptop in my backpack was you a $2,000 laptop. You didn't get laptop. robbed enough yet. Um, my boots were $175 boots or whatever they were. I was too clean and my stuff was too good to mm-hmm. be like, no, really, I, I'm yeah. trying to figure this out. Right. Um, because s- also panhandling, we equate with like immediacy right like i'm gonna take this 75 cents and go get some water right or whatever it mm-hmm. is we don't think it, we're not trying to contribute to you getting an apartment right or getting a metro card even right um it's supposed to be in the moment mm-hmm. and when it comes to things like that i have to say that my ex really changed my mind about even how that works because he gives money to people mm-hmm. if he has it mm-hmm. and there's no nothing about it mm-hmm. and i remember i think i told you this a long time ago we were talking about well what happens if we're just contributing to them getting drugs or something unsavory right. and he was like that's not really our business right we're not giving because people say that all the time i'm mm-hmm. not giving them money because you know what all they're gonna do is go and that incenses him because he's like either you're gonna give it or you don't. it's not our business what they're gonna do with it my father Likes to tell a story about how, however many years ago, he was working for Transit. And he's walking to and from his depot. And um, it was this homeless dude that he would walk past all the time. And he had a sign. He was, you know, asking for money or anything else. And my father decides instead of getting money, giving him money, he's going to go to McDonald's or whatever. Of course. Buy him some food and bring it to of him. Course. Father orders whatever he ends up ordering. Um, brings it to the man. The man looks at him and says, I don't eat this shit. Mm-hmm. And my father's offended as all mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. The sign didn't say, get me some McDonald's. <laughs> but going, but even then, I, what he didn't think about, and this conversation I may have one at some point if it comes up again, he doesn't know that man's dietary restrictions, allergies, right. religion. Or just McDonald's is shitty food. Right. Maybe he just, maybe he's a vegan. But, but that's the other part of it too. The idea of you're Not homeless and you're scraps. hungry. Right. You take what you, we give you. Right. Right. Like you don't you don't get the turnout food right exactly except you do right um, so I mean he didn't have to be rude but then again it is what it is it's also also it's hard to tell what somebody's dealt with the of last course. like you thirty been, minutes you might have been the seventh meal right exactly like yeah, I'm no Sam give me a five dollars right like, what it, yeah right um so yeah if I have it I give it if I don't mm. I don't I lean toward I lean toward not just because ninety nine percent of the times that I'm asked for money, I feel unsafe. Right. And that's just the thing for me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, where we get out, when we come out of third space, mm-hmm. make the left, mm-hmm. there's always people right there. It's like two or three dudes right. that will come up to my car. I'm not rolling down my window. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy who used to be behind the toll booth in Irvington when I used to drive to work mm-hmm. every day. And he literally would hide as you pull up, there's no attendant. It's the throw-in. Right. And he would pop out as soon as you go in. 
to ask you for money. Right. Um, so I ran that one like consistently. And I still don't stop at that one if I managed to end up in that area. So I mean, it's certainly a privilege to feeling safe enough to do those things for sure. Right. For sure. Um, I think uh, Cole was just telling you the story that I had told you before. Um, we were um, going to CVS for something. And there was a there's an older woman in town who uh, I don't know if she's in one of the shelters, or whatever else, but she's usually out and about, you know, asking for a change or whatever. And he was I think we we're on the way to a comic book store or whatever it was. Um, I didn't have any cash on me, but he had his uh, comic book money. I think he might have had fifteen dollars in his pocket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Isn't and, that crazy? In twenty twenty, a six year old can have fifteen dollars in his pocket, and it's normal. Well, I mean, he's downstairs with an eight hundred dollar tablet, right? So that's it's not all... so crazy. But the cash in the pocket, yeah. I mean, that, I think it was like holiday money or whatever, and he wanted to go to a comic book store. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm saying, I'm sorry, ma'am, I don't have anything on me, and we're still walking. And he goes, Dad, I have money. It's like, yeah, you do. And he says, Well, if I give her five dollars, I still have enough money for. Some of the stuff I went at the comic book store, right? It's like, yeah, you do. And he goes, can I? I'm like, yes. You go up with it in your hand, hand it to her, and then just, you know, come on back. And he does that, and the woman is very thankful and very kind and all the other things. And he's just beaming coming back. Mm-hmm. He's just like, mm-hmm. he's a superstar, which he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he just told was. me about it mm-hmm. like yesterday, I think. And this is a little more than a year ago at this point. Um, but that was a big moment for him. That was really dope. And it wasn't like, I don't even know if the woman understood. Like, it wasn't money I pulled out of my pocket right. to hand to him. Exactly. That's That would have been my fear. Right. I wouldn't have wanted to think that this was like some type of lesson or and driving performative, right. let's give this person money thing. Right. Um, no, that was 100% him. I even remember when it was um, Halloween... Halloween before last. Um, my son lives above a store. His mother lives above a store. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten friendly with the store owners. Mm-hmm. Um, the couple that owns the store, the husband is divorced and has a son from previous ma- marriage. Mm-hmm. And the ex-wife, from what I understand, because obviously, you know, stories are stories and um, perspective is perspective. Um kind of spiteful not super responsible whatever it is so the son who <laughs> that's not that's not him. cool no okay um the, the son who might be like three years older than him um mother didn't take him out for trick-or-treating trick or didn't get him costume and this was stuff he thought he was going going to do mm-hmm. so his whole thing was blown um cole you know like if you talk about that plastic pumpkin bucket of candy mm-hmm. Cole has like two and a half, three of those from his trick or treating. He turns to us and says, I got plenty of candy. Mm-hmm. Can I run? I was like, dude, I go. go. Like, absolutely, 100%. So he grabs one of the buckets, he takes it down to them. and But this is just him right. doing, being him, right. like without prompting, without mm-hmm. anything. So, yeah, I don't have any of those trying to kind of children. <laughs> and Maybe, it's one of those things. would have been like, let me see where my peanut shoes are. Right. <laughs> Um, and it's one of those things where as parents, we can probably take some credit, 
Mm-hmm. That's that's just him. Mm-hmm. Because except it's not. Well, in this, you're not born that way. In the you sense have to of see well, it, learn it. I don't know if I'm doing the things he's doing at his age. It doesn't matter. He's not getting it genetically. That's nurture, not nature. So you get you guys get to take all the credit for that. So this is normally a point where you say something clever or funny and I can play the theme music. But since it hasn't happened, Sorry. no, yet, no, 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 no. You didn't even give me a chance. It's only been like twenty minutes. Jeez. Thirty two actually. Oh, this is hmm. You gotta lob something over here. Damn. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> it's too early. Yeah. Not clever. We're talking about nice children. And laundry and cleaning. What is this even? So what I should do is splice this with this super spicy, sexy episode. <laughs> Just like, go back and forth. Yeah. Wait, we went from laundry to fucking. What's going on? What's happening here? I don't understand. Um, this is a normal adulting. This is the adulting episode. Yes, I think this may be the first episode where I have to start with the theme music. You mean like put it there yourself? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, you might. Hmm. This might be the one where the theme music doesn't come on till it's time to go. Yeah, that'd be sad. Break the streak. Uh, so the lockdown is getting tighter and tighter. It seems like. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm a little afraid of. Depending on how far these uh, lockdowns and quarantine and space and all these things go, what that means for black folks in policing. So to, to, talk, to dial that back a little bit more, I feel like you and I are gonna have to make some, um, I'm afraid of what kind of hard choices we're gonna have to make if things don't get right. Like, is there a moment, is there a time when we have to stay in here, like for real? Like close your doors because someone in the building has coronavirus. Well, I mean, you you made this point earlier in that because we we spent some time trying to figure out if we go to DefCon, you know, five right. DefCon one, excuse me, uh, one is the worst. Um, I'm aware. Not everybody is. Uh, if we go to DefCon one, does it make sense for the kids to be here right. or with their parents? Right. We live in a very we are large, their parents, by the way. They're I'm sorry. <laughs> they're other parents. They're other parents. We live in a very large complex yep. and they live in one family homes. One family oh, homes. Smaller. One, one family home yep. or small multifamily, mm-hmm. whatever. And you made the point that well this may feel safer because of the conveniences that we have and everything else. The thousand people that we live with make this inherently less safe so here's what i'm afraid of i think that if things go down the way they they could mm-hmm. that someone here will have it and once that's done that's done that's it we don't leave our apartment right and i don't think that either of them would do well they do fine here mm-hmm. when we can go down to the bodega we can go outside and throw the ball around mm-hmm. something walk around and both of them would be better able to manage a real don't leave your home lockdown at the other parent. Yep. Like for Maisie even, she could, you know, her dad just texted me. She's in the backyard. 
Mm-hmm. And unless the zombies are out there, she can always, she'll probably always be able to go into the backyard. Well, even before that, there's just a proximity to the thing. Right. You know, if it's, you know, one floor down versus right. wherever it is. I believe home. that there is someone in this building already who has the coronavirus. That's what I believe. I mean, the math, I the math lays it out. When I see the map, mm-hmm. I find it hard to believe that out of the, I think it's 800 people in this building, 800 people, the majority of which Working commute Manhattan. into the city. Mm-hmm. How would no one here have it? So and nobody's going around getting tested just to, because. Right. And that also goes with the idea of like the availability of testing mm-hmm. on top of that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was surprised yesterday. And maybe I shouldn't have been. Um, we went out to get some air. And it's, it's a Saturday, middle of the afternoon. And me and Cole are playing catch in the front of the building. And, and to the side of the building, you can see the gym. Yep. Two-story gym. Two-story gym. Packed. Packed. And... So just squeezing all their juices all over the place, which means it was that... Nothing, and it was nothing but pheromones in there. Everybody was half-naked yeah, and absolutely. chit-chatting and yep. Nobody was six feet apart, like, you're on this machine Mm-mm. and I'm on this machine. Right. And it's just, so that means that the one person that comes in there mm-hmm. spreads it, and then you leave the building and touch the elevator button, and then... And, well, yeah, and all because you think that, well, it's not a Planet Fitness, so it's fine. Right. Which is what... You know, my 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 our building management is responsible for that because I do think they should close the um, close the gym mm-hmm. and the billiards room. But what even what? what what is that? Tequila. Tequila Mockingbird. Like where did that? Where did you just get that from? And and oh, so is that what we're doing? I'm you. No, I support you. I'm just saying, it just came out of nowhere. Oh, that was here yesterday. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't connect. But no ice, no juice, just. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Shoot. So I think that. I think that. I think Maze is gonna Better be off. where she's gonna be, mm-hmm. and I'll go see her. Um take my temp before I go, take all the precautions. Um, this is a time where I'm really glad she lives so close by. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, I've been sort of kicking myself for not moving at least a hair further away um, from the house that I raised her in that my ex lives in. I mean, it's like really close. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm but now surprised I'm I haven't bumped into him yet. I am too, actually. Well, you have, but not. Well, yeah, that's that's a story, right? That's definitely a story. But Is that a story here. we tell at some point? Um, maybe. I don't know. How interesting, it is. I don't know beyond us, but I feel like it's a how to love story. Mm. It's a story that comes up there. No postscript. Yeah. Um. So I'll see her. Uh, one of our neighbors that I was talking to yesterday. Her ex lives about 30 minutes away and they've been still keeping up with the schedule. And this is it. Yesterday, she said, don't come back to get them because they're going to ride this out with me, even mm. though it's his time to have them. Right. And he's not happy and mm-hmm. I'll take you to court. And she's like, yeah, you go ahead and try the whole court system right, right. about now. Yeah. Um, she's like, what you going to do? And I, I posted about this on Facebook. About how she's been doing seven days a week on and off with me and her dad for four years. And this is weird mm-hmm. for me to 
to to know that I'm probably going to not see her during my time to see her. And I had to make that call. And how I saw her, she came back to get some stuff. And I couldn't touch her. Um, I mean, it was weird. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, let's just press our fingers together. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do that either. And I put her bags in the back seat. And her dad wiped everything down. Right. That's it. Hmm. It's pretty weird. Pretty weird. Is there a world where this fizzles out? And it's like, phew. Either because it was over overestimated or because we flattened the curve. I, was, I feel like there isn't. I was thinking about whenever this ends, the number of cookouts. <laughs> Life will just be one long cookout. Dude, the, the clubs... <laughs> Although, I think that it's going to be the opposite. I think that we're going to be a little bit more, we'll, we'll know how to be more intimate with each other and distant at the same time. We'll all bring our own hibachi. Right. And light them six and feet just, apart. Exactly. <laughs> I was talking to... Um, you want to try my burger? Oh, I'm good. I was talking Take to one of my friends who had seen Maisie recently and she gave this person a pound when they were reaching for a hug. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really play that type of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about how she has a right to bump yeah. fists or mm-hmm. not do anything or thumbs up, whatever mm-hmm. you want. You do not have to hug anybody. So uh, my friend was like, I'm sure Maisie's in her element now that everybody's going <laughs> to stay back. She's going to want this to stay on forever. Right. Um, and so I asked her about it and she was like, it's great. I love it. I love it. She spoke specifically about a neighbor of ours and who walks her dog a lot, mm-hmm. who is known for a bear hug, right? lick your face, old grandma type of style. Not hug. the dog. Not the dog. Her. And so, eh. Right. And so it's like this built in. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, in six feet, it's just perfect. Like that's the perfect amount of distance you want. I was like, damn, that's a lot. She really was six feet. I'm thinking three is nice. Six feet. Mm. That's what she wants. Yeah. I think I commented on uh, the sign downstairs now. That What's when the you sign? Walk, the, you walk into the lobby what? and it says, stay, stay six, six feet. feet away from the... Now, listen. Do you remember a couple of days ago when I tried to do that? <laughs> and the front and the front desk lady was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here because I got to ask you a question. It's all about which one you get, though. Also, some of them still don't care about six feet. No, no. Some of them have been six feet since I've been here for the last however many months. What do you mean? Um, Nadia. She's not about that life. Oh, no. She's not about that life. Nadia is going to outlive us all. She's mm-hmm. been wearing gloves for She's so happy that she, she can wear a mask here. and she's not look like, crazy. Oh, is she wearing a mask? She's wearing a mask now. Yeah, she's been wearing gloves Nadia was forever. the only lobby person that I saw wearing gloves when I first started coming here. Because she's the only one who's ever worn gloves since yeah. I've been living here for right. four years. Right. And no one's ever done that. Now it's like, oh, y'all wearing your gloves now? Mask mm-hmm. up. Are <laughs> oh, you wearing a mask now? Here's my suit. She's she's ready. Mm-hmm. She's ready. I'm not. She's been waiting for this Wait, moment. so is there, you didn't answer me, is there a world where we escape the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Do you think you're going to get the coronavirus? Or maybe you already have it? Um. So I'm not doing myself any favors here. Okay. Knowing me and my immune system. Mm-hmm. This will be the one that takes you out. No, no, no. Oh. I can easily be a carrier mm, mm-hmm. and not have a clue to anything. Get any symptoms. Yeah, I'm I'm the one. So 
Cole, ex-wife, you, Maisie, I've seen you guys with colds and things, mm -hmm. and you guys go down for the count. It's yeah. painfully obvious that you're not. Mm -hmm. I maybe run a temperature every two years, and I'll, I'm the one that'll sneeze twice. And that, and that kind of thing. That was your cold. That was my cold. I'm trying to think. Have I ever seen you? I've seen. No. I've never You've seen me with a migraine. I've seen you with a migraine. You've seen me with those kind of things. That was terrible. Never. Yeah. So I usually get like one cold a year. And that is more annoying than debilitating. As much as a cold or whatever can be debilitating. Um, you need to get sick sometimes. You need to let your body reset. And What's sit, the thing? sit I don't, still for a minute. I don't hide from sickness. I'm not like, you know me, I'm not super, I'm clean, I'm fastidious, but I'm not like germaphobe, Yeah, no, whatever. I'm just saying, I wonder how that affects you if your body never has to do a full reset and just be like, all right, everybody, shut down for a couple of days. Mm. Do you think you need that? Um, apparently I don't, because if I needed it, my body would do it. So in New Jersey, we have 1,000... 327 cases as of today. And All of them six, are in this building. <laughs> and 16 deaths. That's up from 890 cases and 11 deaths on Friday. Overnight, we went from 890 to 1327. And I would imagine that's from testing, not spreading. I mean, of course, from spreading, this but more spreading, so but from yeah. testing. Um, I mean, because outside of... Like talking about the gym downstairs, whatever else. I feel like what I've seen around town for the most part, folks have been respectful of distance yeah. and more so in Montclair than here. Yeah. I feel like Montclair has like just I feel like everybody's just literally disappeared. Well, if you've ever seen and why would you have if you're listening to this, if you've ever seen a Montclair, New Jersey Facebook message board. Why do you think people wouldn't know what that is or listening? I, people are listening all over the world. Well, Iceland What's, might know someone in Montclair. If you say Iceland one more time. No, I'm talking about Iceland. Ireland? Ireland. Ireland. Hi, Ireland. <laughs> Ireland can know somebody in Montclair and check out the Facebook page. They could, but so, the chances of that are not astounding. Anyway, what about the page? Um, Montclair is a town of extremely attentive, borderline worrisome people. Um, it's very, what's the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's whatever you expect the stereotypical soccer mom mm -hmm. to be. Karen. Yeah. It's a city it, full the, of Karens. It's a city full of Karens. Mm -hmm. Karens and, with money. Yes. Karens don't always have money. Karens with money and the dads are Karens as well. Like everybody's a Karen. Mm -hmm. Um, even to the extent of, um, so we've talked, we we keep referencing pre-Mully. Yes. Um, so the, the front lobby person found a dog. Mm -hmm. Short story. Found a dog. You took the dog into the apartment until they could figure out what was going on. Yep. We were going to take him to the shelter and get right. him chipped. I posted something on the message board. And in a smooth seven minutes, I got a message saying, they this, live here. This is yep. their address. Hit them up. This, these are the ones who like lost this their is dog. like quick. Yeah, this is a. I mean, I had my experience with them mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. I lost my wallet, mm -hmm. and before I could get home, before I knew it was lost, right? Someone on that page was like, "Hey, right, we have your wallet." Mm -hmm. 
So everything good and bad, you can think about like the neighborhood association Mm -hmm. times 10. So just so you know, the five who died since Friday included a man in his 80s, Mm -hmm. another in his 90s, and a woman in her 70s, and two younger victims, a male from Birkin County in his 40s, Birkin County, I don't know what's going on, and a male from Monmouth County in his 50s. Three of the five were individuals in long-term care facilities, which, while tragic, is also strangely comforting. Um, expected more than comforting. Because I think the the first victim we knew of, they were older and had a, a bunch of right. things Com- going on. And this was just happened to be the thing that pushed it over the top. Correct. Um, and then I think there was... A child or a baby? I think there was yeah. one of those. There was a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Can um, you? I can't even imagine. Also compromised mm-hmm. um, immune system. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm frightened. I I feel like my child and yours is better off in my eyesight because somehow I'm a magical mom that can just mm-hmm. make things be okay. Mm-hmm. But that's really not true. Yeah, I even wondered, the numbers don't bear that out. I even wondered, like, even if the roles were reversed. Yeah, I wondered how hard it would be to convince a mom that our child was better off with me. Right, like that was going to be right. So I, here's like, the thing know. that's interesting about that. Um, I'm really lucky. My ex is very hands on, and um. I've always felt like I don't even I've told you this before. I don't even feel like I'm worthy of saying I'm a single mom because I've never felt like one. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the the trope um, is often that it's a single mom doesn't have a lot of help. Right. None mm-hmm. or very little. Right. And I have more than I could ever know what to do with. Right. Um, so this is the first time in a long time that I have felt like mom trumps dad in that general way that mom trumps dad. Right. Um, I've never felt that way. Since I stopped nursing her, it's mm. been like, psh, whatever. We're both equal. We're both your parents. There's nothing that you can get from one that you can't get from the Eh. Right. It's your mom, it's your dad. This is the first time in a long time that I've felt like, uh, but I'm her mom. Generally speaking, it's mom. It's different. Generally speaking, mom is a big joker. Right. You know, it is what right. it is. And, but I've never had that. Um, that feeling. Mm-mm, which is great. Mm-hmm. But it also makes it harder now because. Uh, I wonder how much of that is you having a girl as opposed to a mm-mm. boy. Just, just because, because I feel like part of it with um, Cole is that he is a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. And Maze is a daddy's girl. She is. So I wonder but how much that plays. she's also a mommy's girl. Mm. Um. It's not. It's not. It's not about the gender of the kid. Mm-hmm. It's just about when the mama bear comes out. Right. Papa bear is a thing too. Um, Papa bear is a thing. When it sort of becomes like where I am now. I'm getting to this primal place mm-hmm. where I'm going to start looking for the people that I popped out of my vagina. Right. Like it's going to start getting there. And at some point, it's like, nah, you and you and you know, like. We got to pack up. Right. Papa Bear usually ends up being a thing when there's like imminent danger. Correct. You know. And I am like logic danger. Right. Let's put all the pieces together. Like that's why we always talk about dad strength and dad reflexes. Like there's a video where like dads are catching children falling out the air. Right. Because that's just what they do. Right. Is there a world where 
you end up holed up in this weird space with your ex-wife and your son? No. Is the short so, answer. So if things because go it, really left mm-hmm. and you knew you weren't going to see him for two months mm-hmm. or you could just hole up for two months there and be in his life for two months, you're going to... You're not going? Um, this is, I mean, this is super hypothetical. Of course. Right, right, right. Uh, for a couple of reasons, I would, th- as much as it would suck, I would say no because, A, I, I, the math says three people in a room is more likely somebody's going to, something's going to happen. Right. And infect your rail. So in a perfect world, we all have, live in our own separate domiciles, separate no, of everybody. here's the scenario. The three of you are healthy. You'll remain so and safe mm-hmm. in that place. Mm-hmm. But you got to be there. And you have now to decide, are you going to wait it out on your own and see if you see him before summer? Eesh. Or you pack up and stay with your kid, which comes with staying with your ex-wife. Eesh. I'll answer for you. You're going. Because I'm going. But that means I have the place to myself. Or you could have the place to yourself. So I just have the whole place to myself? You just have the whole place to yourself. Oh, damn it. And you wouldn't see your son for a couple months. So in this <laughs> fictional world I created. No, yeah. mm-hmm. um, You're going. Two months? Mm-hmm. I'm going. One month? Eh. I'll see you. Okay. So once weeks. we Two months and more. If you tell me I'm not going to see you for two months mm-hmm. or I got to go now. Mm-hmm. I'm going. And I'm encouraging you to do the same, even yeah. more so. Because the other part, the other part of it too is I'm thinking of a scenario where <clears throat> um, somebody has to be on the outside to bring somebody to the thing. Right. You're saying everybody's locked up anyway. No, everybody's locked up. You got to choose. You're gonna be locked up here. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna be locked up there. Two straight months. Yeah. I know. The, here's a better question. Mm. Would she have me? From what I. Yeah, well, it was gonna happen eventually. There it is. How long was that? (laughs) Um, fifty four minutes. Sometimes it's so, so the sad thing is, we're gonna wrap this up in fifteen minutes. Well, <laughs> and, and that's gonna be that. I don't know. I don't think. She, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, if the zombie apocalypse is the option, if this is the option, no, no, and she knows we'll be here and safe, yeah. then probably maybe not. Right. But the question was based on her saying yes, based on you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's with the understanding that, yes, right. she's letting you come there. Because Eric's not letting me in there either. No way. Mm. Zombie apocalypse. No, he's not. He's not. He's not doing it. Um, Except, again, I've never met I mean, Eric. I've never met Eric for any stretch of time. Right. I think more than my ex, he, he would appreciate the hand. He would appreciate the extra help. He wouldn't do that for the help. He doesn't need help and doesn't want any. For two straight months with it. Maisie no, locked in a... that wouldn't be it. He would appreciate... He would just do it because Maisie's mom mm-hmm. can't get 
eaten up by the zombies because mm. that's gonna affect. He would do it for her. But no, in this again the scenario, nobody's gonna eat up by the zombies. Wherever we are, we're safe. Right, but if I'm not, oh, wherever we are, we're safe. Right. Um. Yeah. So if he's doing it, he's doing it because, in my mind, for the assist. How crazy would that be? We wouldn't even be able to talk to each other. So we're writing. I decided we're writing a Corona rom-com. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is a one story for a, a movie-length thing okay. or a series of vignettes. Mm. I think vignettes actually works better. But yeah, vignettes would work better. But yeah, we're 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 gonna do that. Yeah. Okay. So we have because I don't really have enough to do. That's what I need. I need like another project because clearly, what do I do? Well, here's the upside of this. What we can't really write this until until it's all said and done, yeah, right? Right. So we have time. Actually, if you really wanted to make it happen, you would be writing it now. We're taking notes now, and right? we'll do the Tyler Perry. I wrote this on the plane to LA before I pitched it. Right. A Corona rom com, my God! You know they. First of all, you know they're coming. Of course they are. And there's gonna be plenty of them. They're being filmed right now, by the way. Scripts have already been written. So here's a funny. What's funny? Um, I'm dropping Cole off last night, and talking to his mother six feet away, talking mm-hmm. to his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and we look across the street, and there's just somebody with a camera filming a, a mm. deserted street. Mm. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, they're getting B-roll. I guarantee you. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a, ready. In my mind, they were doing a horror movie. Right. Whatever it was, they're getting Something B-roll. Something where you of, can never get that street empty. Exactly. It's just like Times Square. Have you seen mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. It's just, yep. it looks like looks like Will Smith and I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That was a good movie. I think I fell asleep. What? So here's the thing, though. I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater like after 7 p.m. I'm I can't. Don't. I don't know why I try. I can't stay up in movie theaters past a certain point. Why is that? Um. So you talk a lot about how you were early riser before you met me. I was. So was I. Mm. Um. So I'm up. I would go to bed when I was halfway normal with my sleep cycle. Go to bed at 11:30 after the Daily Show. And I would be up by five the After following the morning. the Daily Show. This is my boyfriend, y'all. What? What's wrong with the Daily Show? Nothing. It's just that that makes sense. Hmm. That I, I would be with someone who went to sleep after the Daily Show, as one does. <laughs> I mean, and what was, else would you be doing? And I would be up five, five thirty with no alarm. Okay. That sleep cycle is not conducive to going to the movies at 8 p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was pretty much the welcome. I fell asleep at Jurassic Park. I never saw Jurassic Park. Yeah. None of them. People love them. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like things jumping out of things and going all the way up to your face. Ew! Shut up. Um. Damn it! What? You were talking about Corona screenplays. I am Legend. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Mm-hmm. You fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I was going to say, but it was important. Sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a mess. It's been Both an absolute, of us. It's been a. It's a mess, and we and I need to figure out a way to make. I gotta make it work. Well, I've, I I found out today why your sleep has been all. No, it's not about the doll people. 
this book that you're reading. Yeah. Explain this book. Okay. It's about this little doll family um, who lives in a dollhouse. They've lived there for a hundred years and they have passed through a grandmother and a mother and a daughter Mm -hmm. who all live in the same house. So right now they belong to Karen who's eight years old. Mm -hmm. Um, They can talk, they can move, they can walk. Um, But if someone sees them, they immediately are locked up and they can't move or talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to make sure that they don't do any moving around until after Karen goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a chance that they could go doll, it's called. And that's when you're frozen for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could go to permanent doll state. And that means that for the rest of your life, you're still. But sentient inside. But can't move, walk, talk. But you can hear and so, see. So this is if Stephen King wrote Toy Story. Correct. And, and you're so, reading this. And you're reading this in the middle of the night. Yes. I go so, to. I fall asleep. Yes. And I pick up two the in the morning and read it. Yes. Yeah. And so Annabelle is the little girl of the house. Mm-hmm. And and this is a book for fifth graders. You said not even. I would say based on the 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 vocabulary, I would say fourth even. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't understand why. I don't understand <laughs> that part. So. I mean, Goosebumps was enough back in the day. Anastasia. No, Annabelle has forever been eight years old, obviously, mm. even though she's been around for 100 years. She's made out of, uh, she's ceramic. Mm-hmm. So when she gets thrown around by Captain, that's the cat. She might end up with a little chip here and there. She doesn't feel the pain. Mm-hmm. But she knows that she's not like she was when she was new. Right. So she remembers that there was an Aunt Sarah that came in the same set. And Aunt Sarah disappeared one day. She never knew whatever happened to her. So now, 60 years later, she's decided, I want to find Auntie Sarah. So at night, after Karen goes to sleep, she jumps out of the dollhouse and makes her way down. And she runs around the house trying to escape Captain the Cat and tries to find Auntie Sarah to and see what happens to her. And I repeat, she's afraid to leave the house, though. You're reading this in the middle of the night. Correct. But that's not why I can't sleep. Mm. There's something off about my sleep. And it's complicated. Maybe even too complicated for the show. Um, the other thing that we've figured out is that our sleep cycles are inex- inexplicably, not inexplicably, but they're very much linked. Of course. And they're so, linked to, in a really sappy, you're not going to say that, are you? What? Are you really going to explain what you mean by that? No, people uh, are going to throw tomatoes at you. No, all I was going to say was the other night you slept on the couch. Correct. And I ended up being up till four in the morning. Correct. Because you woke up and I wasn't there. Mm. That's what I meant. People are throwing tomatoes at you right are they now. Though? Yes. You hear what we're saying? That we don't sleep well without each other? Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> gross. I'm never listening to this podcast again if I'm tuning in. I'm sorry, Ireland. Um... <laughs> I'm not. It's just too much. There's some parts of us that are just too much, and that's one of them. To even say that, it's just, it's gross. It's true, but it's gross. And we figured that out very early on, Mm -hmm. that it would be a little weird once we started spending a lot of time together. When we weren't together, our sleep was messed up. Right. And it still carries on now when we're together all the time. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. When you fall asleep, if I'm not falling, if I'm not asleep before you, it's a wrap. I'm just meandering around, eating Triscuits, and reading about the doll people. All right. Let's try that then. See what happens. What? I stay up till you fall asleep. 
No, I don't want you to do that. That's you, not helping your sleep I'm, issues. I'm, it is, because if you stay your ass in the bed, <laughs> I do better. And you fall asleep. When you do fall asleep, it's, it's fast. Done. It's fast and it's done. Right. Um, that would be helpful, but I would feel too guilty. You already have to wake me up in the morning. And that's, I don't, that's not, that is not sustainable. I know you don't like the alarm clock, but waking me up is not sustainable. No, so waking you up is more sustainable than the alarm clock waking me up to wake you up. I know, but we have to figure out something else because I've been snoozing my alarm for as long as I've been alive. Like, I remember my mom coming in and just yanking it out of the wall and smashing it. Mm -hmm. She would be so angry because I had to be at school at 7 o'clock. The neighbors are so happy that I'm here. Right. So... It's always been a thing. I've always had a hard time waking up. And now I have to take certain meds that just enhance that. So I really have a hard time waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, and for it is, and I know it's, it may not, may not feel good to say this uh, or hear this, but that's part of the reason why I don't mind. It's not some laziness or some, right, I don't give I a fuck or whatever else. But it gives you, it gives me, it, it's not sustainable. Like today I woke up. And instead of being grateful that I got a good night's sleep, I was kicking myself. I'm like, it's 1030. There's no world where I want to get up at 1030. On a Saturday? Even on a Saturday. That's just not my thing. I don't have a choice. I didn't go to sleep until 3 Mm a.m. But. Hmm. Yeah. So tonight you go to sleep first. What are you going to do? Stare at me? Again, it's not that I have to wait that long. How do you know? Because I've seen you fall asleep. No, not from regular normalness. You've seen me fall asleep after things. No, what? No. I've seen you just go to bed. So I think at the risk of talking too much about my meds, which I don't think this is the place for that, but I think there's some tweaking that needs to happen. Mm. Um, yeah. I think, I. so again, I can't necessarily speak to your meds, but... We're also not expending nearly as much energy as we normally do because we're here all day. Right. We're not, even in terms of just going to the office oh, and we doing whatever. Sp- we expend energy. Ew. Yeah, you knew. <laughs> you knew it was coming. But even then, our sleep is still, that hasn't helped our sleep no, either. Not really. I think it's being motive. Well, it starts with time. I have already learned that I have to go to bed by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're here doing this at 11. Or starting at 10. Right. Um, so that's why I said I'm going to do this early. There's no reason. Without me having to take Maisie to school and interface and do all that, there's no reason why I shouldn't be in bed at 10. Mm-hmm. None. So I'm going to try tonight to take my meds, do a little tweaking, make a little cocktail. Um, medical cocktail. A medical cocktail, yes, yes. And uh, see if I can get to sleep at 10 and get up at 8. Yeah. And to that note, I'm going to actually bring this to a bit of an abrupt end. Oh, okay. Because it's 8.15 now. Okay. Uh, I got a little bit more time with Bubba before he has to go down. Yep. And to keep you on track. You're not abrupt ending me. You can, you can, you can slow slide me. That's not a slow slide. <laughs> no, it's not. Can I tell you something I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. I just told Mo that I'm going to do virtual workouts with him. Okay. It feels dumb. It feels corny. And you did say I need to get over that. And I think you're right. 
And maybe you could maybe you can just like hide in the corner and work out too, and we could get a two for one. <laughs> he doesn't have to see you. You could just do whatever I'm doing. What do you do? Well, that's the thing. I don't really know how this is going to work. Is it generally like aerobics or? I don't know. I don't know what we could like, possibly do. Like, what do you do? What do you do in the gym with him? Weight training. Like, we run. Like, I don't really know how we're gonna mm-hmm. do the things we do there here. I imagine it's gonna be a lot of cows and a lot of different things like that, but. We'll see. Should be fun. It'll be something. It'll, It'll be something because I'm. Th- Last night was the second night in a row that I baked cookies like at midnight and ate them. <laughs> you made more cookies. I did. I made all of them. Is that why we didn't make brownies today? And I ate all of them. No, I was t- absolutely down for making brownies. This could all be disastrous. You um. You posted on Facebook. About uh, your hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's about to go down. Something I can do about it. Mm. So when I was younger, in my 20s, I mentioned to my mom, I was like, you know, your hair just looks so beautiful and so thick. And, you know, you don't even have any gray hair. And over the years, like, I guess I probably started getting gray hair like maybe five years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember telling her, like, Mom, I'm starting to get gray hair. This is so unfair. I'm getting gray hair, and you still don't have gray hair. (laughs) I'm still, and you wondered last night, you said, do our parents still look at us as kids? Mm -hmm. I'm sure my mom was looking at me as a kid in that moment. Like, bitch, you don't get it. (laughs) And then I was like, wait a second. She just stared at you. She was like, I was like, oh, oh, my God. So I asked her, I was like, so what would your hair look like if, it's all white. And I was like, uh, what? She was like, my hair is completely white. I think that's the hard part, though. It's, it's not being all white. It's a transition to all white. Right. But she wouldn't know because mm-hmm. she never got past, she never got past a half an inch of all white. <laughs> um, so I was like, I just felt, I was stunned. I was like, oh, my God. That's my mom. Like, that's going to be me. So, um, man, I don't know what's going to happen, quite frankly. Mm. I really don't. I mean, I have the option to go buy some something, but that's not me. And I'm not really that pressed to like dye my hair myself. That's just, no, I'm not going to do that. But I am, it's a thing. Whatever. Don't, don't. No, no, no. Just I'm don't. Just, no, I'm not. Because it's not just a color. Gray hair is not just a color. I know. Gray hair is a whole different animal. I, as I have gray the hair is wiry and weird. I'm learning this from the unruly gray hairs on my face mm-hmm. um, that grow straight out. Just they just like hey, Ooh, fuck gravity. Fuck you. <laughs> and fuck that's all. The and I say this the only reason I pluck out the gray hairs on my face is because not because of the color. I would love to be salt and pepper mm. if they went in a particular direction. Right. Which well, that's why this. Did you see the comment on my page? Mm. This woman put this gif up and it was like, may your grades grow in one nice, even streak. Right. And that's, I don't think that's me. So, mm. are you ready for that? I don't care. I don't know if that's true. I think sometimes you're overly, overly feministic. Is feministic a word? I don't know. So, but have. so I think part of what goes with you saying you care things about like, me gaining a hundred pounds so, in the next two months. So I think, well, that's that's a health issue at that point. Um, I think the part that happens when you say things like that is, in your mind, some of this is performative. Yeah. But it's not. 
Mm. If I had the board right now. If you had the what? The board. The board? I think some of what, some of, some, I think you are sometimes performative. I think there's a little hint of performative in it. Just a hint. Yeah. I'm just fabulous. You're just amazing. Yeah. You're just the one guy on the planet who truly doesn't care what my hair looks like. Whether or not it's all gray and wiry and white like a sheet. You just don't care. I don't care about the color. I don't care. It's... And I can also cut it down to a brush cut. Which we and have a under, gray brush cut. Which we're on the path to. Slowly but surely. Um, although at this point, I don't know if you're actually going to do that or not. Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, whatever. I mean, are you still throwing it back like you Always. Do? So, daily. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Good talk. <laughs> Good talk. I never know when this is really done. Like when you stop it. When I hold down the button and don't let go, it's really done. <laughs> <laughs>